This is episode 13. 13 is 12 plus 1, 14 minus 1. Quick maths, man. Uh, this time we're talking about what it's like to deal with international shipping and the process of creating a blend from start to finish. We uh, have first-hand experience and we're going to share that with you. Stay tuned. All right, this is episode 13. Welcome aboard, kids and gentlemen. I shouldn't say kids for legal reasons. Uh, how are we doing? I mean, you're talking to the young guys, you know? The 20... Oh, yeah. Three-year-olds. Can I say cliche things like for sure and 100%? Yeah, and like, it's lit. And you can use the... And like... And like and like conjunction a lot. You, you have to say it every sentence. And like, look, like, look at what I did like, to, to my Fiat looks. Oh, don't show that on camera. That's horrible, dude. I, I, I had it on it. I had it in my backpack for an adventure, and it died on the way back. On the way back. You're the worst. You're the worst. Ugh. The thing is, I had it in this very tin, and I took him out because. I had to cook in this. So, yep. So, so, so talk to us a little bit about your uh, your trip and how, how, you, how do you get cigars involved when it's so uncomfortable to be carrying different things and cooking your food and, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're in the wilderness, in the wilderness, you're running out, but did you, did you, did you sleep in like, like tents or, you know, what was the structure? Tell, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. It was intense. Get it? Okay. Get it intense. It was very intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, camping intense, backpacking with my full load on my back, carrying my cigars inside and my camera, both I had two, uh, two mess tins, one for cooking, one for eating, uh, and both of them for boiling water and making coffee through filtration. Um, and I had the cigars in my eating tin and my camera in my cooking tin because one's stainless steel, the other's aluminum. I'd rather not lose the camera again, <laughs> if you know my drift. And yeah, it, it, just, it just goes in there and they made it to the valley just fine. It's on the way back where uh, I was running a little short on time and had to cook in, uh, in, on the trail. So uh, I just tossed my trusty cigar yard bag <laughs> into uh, the top, uh, the, the brain of my pack. For those of you who do backpacking, you know what the brain is. Uh, and that's... That's where it. That's where they died, the Fiat Lux and uh, and one of the cigars Ostos gave me when I visited his factory. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta be clear. You gotta you gotta let everybody know that they died because we we were trying very hard to sell the fact that you can take your pack anywhere, and and these these packs are you know these pouches are very resistant. But you were on like you underwent extreme temperatures. Yes. Um, My and by ex extreme I mean extreme for the Dominican Republic. I mean what what was it? Uh, it? It went below zero Celsius. It went below zero Celsius. So Fahrenheit, I want to say it was like, what, two or three degrees Fahrenheit? It was like negative two, negative three. My tent was frozen, frosty frozen. Like, uh, Okay. So if, if I pushed it, you could see icicles 
not just ice, it was like solid ice that you could pull off. It was kind of weird looking, but it was uh, a lot of fun. And well, I mean, it's I think it's a good it's a good uh, point to, to let everybody know that it has technically snowed in the Dominican Republic in the past. Oh yeah, so guys, uh, we are on a tropical island, but we have we also have the tallest mountains in the entire Caribbean. So altitudes of uh, over three three kilometers up. Uh, you do feet. I don't know. <laughs> Let me Google it quickly. It's it's a lot of feet. Oh, it's three. It's like 10,000, 12,000 feet. Uh, it is. Come on. Because what is, is like at least 10,000. I literally Googled feet and it gave me meters because it, it just knows what's what's a useful measurement. <laughs> Meters to feet. There we go. It's ten thousand feet. So that's. It, but it, it, is that the exact height of Pico Duarte? I thought Pico Duarte was a little, a little, is a little more. It's. I, but I didn't go to Pico Duarte anyway. Pico Duarte is. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's it's the highest it's the highest point. It's no. It's three thousand ninety-eight. Uh, and... Valle Nuevo. Well, I wasn't in Valle Nuevo. I, I started there. Ah, Valle Tetero. Yeah, started in Valle Nuevo. Made my way over to Valle Tetero from there. And that is a long trek. It's over 30 kilometers. And uh, the way back was about 24 or so through Marabao. So we sort of made a C figure to get to... Uh, from start to finish and it was a three-day journey a lot of fun i did some bushcraft at camp because i luck i love that shit and some people were looking at me funny because <laughs> because they're not used to seeing someone not bring everything they need and instead make it when they're there so tent pegs for example i made a few people were like oh i forgot some tent pegs what am i gonna do and, I, and here i am just making them <laughs> so that was fun <laughs> Sounds like a good time and uh, definitely a very bad marketing um, approach for our pouches. Just no, dude, it, it, like it was a thirty extreme temperatures, it was a thirty pound pack, and I had some stuff on it, yeah. and I went over over fifteen miles with it on my back. It's it's very good at protecting from the elements of humidity and friction, but yeah, can't stop crushing. It's still a bag. Like it's it's not crush protective. I mean, I've sat on it before. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just trying to make up for your really bad promotion here. No, I'm just kidding. It it, it does make sense, but uh, that sounds like a fun experience. I mean, you know, um, just to venture off real quick to um, international shipment experience. Given this is going to be a, sh a short episode, <laughs> yeah. Um, because we have the live event with um, with John and the hot ticket in a little bit, we're going to have to make this short and sweet. So we've got some questions on the – we've got some answers on, you know, our question on what to talk about today. And one of them was touching on shipping to international destinations. And, you know, there's one that really comes to, to – 
you know, to, to, to be highlighted initially. And that's, that's Australia. That's the first thing I'm going to touch base on. And it's, it's, a, it's really far, but it's, it's my dream country. It's where I would love to eventually, you know, live or, 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 or at least for, for some time, because I love all the, 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 all that it provides, you know, it's, it's got great surfing. It's got good people. It's got like very outdoorsy culture. Um, just very interesting. And the, the the wilderness and just you know how how everything there is essentially deadly. Yeah, it's it's essentially deadly. I love it. And you know we we started shipping to Australia and you know we were pleasantly surprised on on the efficacy in in, in USPS and, and you know it's always under fire. But uh, I'm sure, you bring one of these to Australia. Australia. Actually, I don't believe you can, but uh, that's actually one of the things that I enjoy. But I'm not going to get into that uh, very touchy subject. But point is, um, yeah, man. Since uh, early September, we we uh, saw a halt of shipments by USPS to Australia, which has not been. It's essentially a ban from Australia and has not been lifted. It's funny though that you can ship through like UPS and, and there's other couriers that can ship there, but the cost is obviously not affordable. It's not the same. So USPS was like a fraction of what you know UPS charges you for for the minimum weight. So you know it's like a hundred dollars per shipment for UPS. So you can technically accumulate a few packs. There is you know, we have, we've had a few of our loyal members that have been accumulating their renewals and they're like, just hold on to it, hold on to it. And then, you know, when they accumulate four or five, they're like, all right, just send it through UPS or send it to a, to a courier address in Miami that they get a freight forwarder. Let's call it that. But, you know, we're constantly monitoring it. We lost a lot of members. Obviously we want everybody to get your cigars. So we're going to be keep working and keep insisting on it. So, you know, it's, it's not up to us, but we're going to keep following up to it. Um, you know, different international countries, um, don't, they're not aware that we ship there, you know, and there's, it's funny because every, every one of them works with, very punctual conditions that we're going to keep private right now, but every country has and understands their, their conditions for shipment. So what we're going to do is in the next couple of weeks, we are going to, honestly, it's going to, it's probably going to be ready by the first week of February. So next week we're going to have an international destination segment on our, my cigar pack website where everybody can see a map of a global map and, and, you know, not just, I mean, in America, just literally a global perspective where uh, highlighted areas on where we should, that have highlighted areas where we ship. So you're going to see live updates on, you know, if we have anything paused, if we have anything that we cannot ship, any country that we can't ship to, you're going to be able to see that. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's going to cover a lot of questions and a lot of, uh, inquiries on that, but you know, I don't know if you, you're gonna have to add something to this, Mike. But that's it's pretty straight up, man. We do what we can. Yeah, in terms of content creation, I think we can reach Australia, okay, because uh, that's my field. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we have an issue reaching Australia or any part of the world. Maybe Germany. Uh, they're usually very strict. 
on uh, on YouTube stuff. But for the most part, we should be fine. Uh, and if and if your country doesn't let you watch our videos, you can VPN your way through for sure. Uh, or you're living in the wrong country. Or you're unfortunate enough to be living in the wrong country. I, I will I will agree there. If 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 that is the case, then it is the wrong country. Yeah, just do what everybody from California and New York is doing. Just move to Miami. Really? How bad is it getting in terms of how crowded it is? It's been horrible. But, hey, I'm not a Miami native myself, so I can't. (laughs) The the point is, I'm not moving. I'm not moving for their reason and with their conditions. I'm generalizing here, but I'm just poking fun. Um, Anyway, let's transition to how we come up with blends, how the process is involved. And I think this is probably going to take a little bit more time um than what we really got we've got like five minutes left before we hop off to hop on a different live virtual platform uh thingy but you know i think i think we can look at another question and then leave that for episode 14 i'm gonna pop you know what open my i'm going for it i'm gonna answer express are you, are you really? I, I, that's, a, that's a really good subject to like. It's bold. It starts like any creative project. You got to know what you want and what you want to achieve with it. Then you have to find the pieces that will put it together. Are you creating it yourself or are you sort of outsourcing? So by that, I mean, are you Aganor Salif and you can grow this shit? In which case you dedicate resources, uh, product development for years until you find the leaves you want that will give you the exact notes you want. So basically every cigar is a tasting note first. You, that's the goal. You're trying to achieve a tasting note. That's why it's centered around it. So I can notice I leave if they want to try something special, like let's say a Maduro and they're not growing any Maduro. Well, since their whole business model is we grow our tobacco, that's why our cigars are so good. Very similar to La Flor Dominicana. They're going to have to get on that and it's going to take years. But in other cases, sometimes you buy the tobacco ready to roll and you just put the pieces together, find the right supplier. Usually when it comes to that, most of the hard work is vetting, 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 sample, 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 samples. And it takes a, it takes a while, a few months to sort of get a, a working prototype and then about a year to finalize everything else. So from vision to execution, creating a cigar can take anywhere from a year to a decade. Uh, you, you definitely see you definitely see it that some special projects, some tobaccos are grown for projects that will happen 10 years from now. And hey, like some some manufacturers can't afford that. Some growers can afford to hold on to raw material that long. And some can't. And uh, that's that's where that's why we have a lot of uh, price differences for very similar products, arguably. And that's because every year is a whole year's worth of wages for your for your factory workers with upkeep because and with uh, service costs. So you're keeping these in a basically in a storage facility that is conditioned for storing tobacco and that costs money. So extra age tobacco is. is a commodity, uh, so yeah. Yes, it's a great way of putting it. So, did, did I? Do you think I got it right? Express answer. I think you got a fantastic express answer. So, I think we can touch on it briefly. Um, next episode, how, how 
What's the time right now? It's 44. For the episode. For the episode. Uh, actually, I don't have a time code. 16 minutes and 7 seconds. Yeah. We're new. Okay. Yeah. We're new. This is going to be, again, short and sweet. Um, you know, we've been doing a little bit of longer episodes, but, you know, we'll give this a try with a shorter uh, and sweeter note. Um, just going to cap it off. Yeah. Talking about, um, you're just mentioning briefly one of the things that was answered on the question, which we talk about, and then someone said Dave. And I'm pretty sure they're referring to Dave from Cigar Club. And cat's out of the bag. Dave is out of cigarclub.com. Our, one of our main competitors, but one of our best friends as well. Uh, fantastic collective. Love what they do. Love how they keep us in check and doing great work consistently. Um, but Dave is out, and it is time to start poaching him to come over to my. I'm just kidding. We can't. We we can't afford Dave. Dave is uh, pursuing other uh, ventures right now, and it is amazing how he, uh, you know, you know, it, the work that he did for for Cigar Club was amazing. Uh, the way that we've become friends in the last couple of years has been, you know, gratifying. Uh, Dave is a great dude, and I'm. 1000% sure that our paths will meet very, very soon. I mean, he is uh, still keeping his feet wet with cigars. He's got different releases, um, you know, coming along this year. So, you know, we, we'd be honored to have those and to keep working together with uh, Cigar Club and, you know, Dave's a great guy. Kudos to Dave and uh, good luck to whatever you do. And hopefully our paths cross soon and fast and uh, creatively and efficiently. And we'll have a good time. I think that's a great bow to put on this one. Cheers, Dave. Didn't really get to meet Dave uh, while he was. You will. While, while you he will. was at Cigar Club. Uh, but I know certainly heard plenty about him. So cheers, Dave. And we are done with episode 13. See you, everybody. Um, just, uh, we, we can't really make uh, the uh, brand sessions public because that's part of it. Secret sessions. We're going to go record now. Have a great time. Don't miss next month. It's probably going to be with Booth. So Rock whatever. See you. Rock and roll. Rock and roll out. Hey guys, it's Alex, and if you enjoyed this episode or any other one from the podcast, check out our websites, MyCigarPack.com and CigarYard.com, where we provide the most dynamic cigar subscription service in the market by collecting the world's best cigars and delivering them to your door, and a enhanced online shopping experience when buying your cigars or learning from the culture. Subscribe to this channel, share it with your friends and family, and would love to hear your thoughts. You can contact us through our websites. Check it out, mycigarpack.com and cigaryear.com, our YouTube channel, the podcast. It's all an ecosystem. See you soon.